Amen. How you doing, fam? All right, so now we're going to talk about black history and, um, yeah, black history. Um, last week, we spoke about how our African-American ancestors came to faith. Uh, we discussed how the story of the Exodus also gave them hope. Because with that narrative of the Exodus, what they saw was a God that cared for them, a God that was on their side, um, a God that valued their humanity and a God that would liberate them from their bondage. In Jesus Christ, they found a savior who would not only save them from the bondage of their sins, but they could also um, uh, relate to him because he was a suffering servant. And so one of the things we wanted to do as black, uh, during Black History Month and it's a beautiful month where we kind of just take time to just really uh, celebrate all the accomplishment from Africans and African-Americans throughout the diaspora. Um, but I also wanted to take time to really talk about the faith, because I think our faith is what made a way as the song, our beautiful worship team led us in today. And so I want to talk a little bit about that faith. Now, you know, one of the things that I've been seeing going on in our community is kind of this um, almost an exodus from Christianity and beginning to embrace some of um, um, some more black, blacker expressions of faith. So what you have is um, um, a growing intrigue with Wicca, which was actually has its roots in Africa. I was like, wow, I didn't know that. Right. Black history moment. Um, people are looking towards uh, West African indigenous religion. Um, there's this new age kind of Afrocentric spirituality um, and also this focus on ancestor worship. And again, all these things have been uh, a response to just kind of this ongoing weariness of dealing with uh, racism as well as feeling like Christianity is more of a, a white expression of faith. And so what I would like us to do now, and even as a church that is on mission in this community, is really call people back to our historical faith. Call them back to our ancestors' faith who, who prayed for us and our freedom. And so what I want to do is I want you to hear in their words. Oftentimes we talk about Martin Luther King and um, Harriet Tubman, and they're all worthy of honor and to be um, talked about. But I've been just really blessed just to hear the testimony of a, just a great faith from those who we may not even ever know that, well, we know their names, but they probably won't make the history books. And so I want to just kind of walk you through and just us to read um, the words from our ancestors. Amen. And I, oh, all right. Now, was there, there was also a picture. All right. Now, this is a picture of just a group of our African ancestors who are just calling out and praying to the Lord. And you really can't tell, maybe you're sitting in the back, but when I look at this picture, I'm just humbled because you just see a group of people just pouring out unto the Lord. 
in the on the plantation, one of the most important worship services was prayer meetings. And in those prayer meetings, they found, um, well, just in the religious services period, they found a sense of peace and a sense of uh, solace. And one historian reported that to watch um, their services, it was just so intense because they gave up all their emotions. They poured all their emotions into it. And so when we hear, love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, this was a perfect example of seeing that practically play out in our history. Amen. Now, the God that they were calling out to wasn't um, a God of just some ambiguous spirituality. It wasn't the God of even their pagan um, tradition. They called out on a God of hope. And if we begin to look at um, some of their uh, testimonies, we have one from Elijah, Eli Johnson. It claimed that when he was threatened with 500 lashes for holding prayer meetings, he stood up to his master and declared, I'm the name of God. Why is it that I can't, after working hard all week, have a meeting on Saturday evening? I'll suffer the flesh to be dragged off my oh, flesh. That's my typo. The flesh to be dragged off my bones for the sake of my blessed Redeemer. Here you have, and, and, and just think about it. They went from an oppressed people to a persecuted church. Why would you do that? You already got the drama of being in bondage, being beaten. Now you're going to ask for extra oppression by receiving this Lord. Amen. Next. Fugitive slave James Smith, while still enslaved in Virginia, joined the Baptist church and felt a call to preach to his fellow slaves to to prevent him from preaching, his master kept him tied up all day on Sundays. And when he proved intransigent, flogged him as well. Nevertheless, Smith kept up his ministry as best he could and later reported that many were led to embrace the Savior under his preaching. Amen. Again, just another beautiful account of our, our legacy, our history. And and I want to remind you that black history, even though as African-Americans, we celebrate um, our ethnicity, our culture. I want you to just let it sink in that this is not just a black thing. This is not just an ethnic thing that God was doing, but he was expanding his kingdom throughout the world. And so this is a, a heritage that we all as Christians can embrace and just to be encouraged with, amen? The husband of Candace Richardson, ex-slave from Franklin County, Mississippi, stole off to the woods to pray. But he prayed so loud that anybody close around him could hear. And so was discovered and punished. The fact Miss Richardson proudly stressed was the beatings didn't stop my husband from praying. He kept on praying. And it was his prayer, she explained to WPA interviewers and a whole lot of other slaves that caused you young folks to be free today. Amen. Yeah. 
Amen. Now, what's interesting is when you read that, you see the generational, you know, thing going on where it's almost like a mama or a grandmama putting the youngins in their place. And that's one of the things that even as uh, believers, right, when you go out into our community, our God got receipts that there's a legacy of what he has done for our community. And even though I appreciate all the, the civil rights leaders and whether they're Black Lives Matter or just these other groups have, that have just came to um, power, I love and I appreciate their work. But it's our job as Christians is to remind them of the faith that what? Made a way, amen? amen. Yeah. Now this is my favorite one. The prayers of the poor slaves are proven to have had great value in the minds of their master in scores of ways. And so think about it. Their prayers, we, we often talk about uh, one of the things that the masters were nervous about was um, insurrection, right? Rebellion. But there was also something that they saw with their prayers that they were powerful, and so, as we continue, they argued and begged and coaxed and threatened, broke up meetings, punished to make them pray for the Confederates. Isn't that interesting? Right? There's this physical war going on, but you also see what? This spiritual war going on. You see the, the master uh, intimidated, worried, and needed to say, look, don't pray for our enemies, pray for the Confederate. They were in fear. Because even though they try to oppress who God was themselves, you know, they still recognize that the Lord was a powerful God and on the side of the just. It is proven to have been so from the fact that so many refer to it as known fact in so many incidental ways. For instance, and this is kind of written in a slave dialect, Masses say, pray for the war. Say, we shouldn't, must pray for the Confederates. We pray more, we pray harder than they wouldn't let them have meetings. Broke up the meetings, but didn't broke our hearts. We pray more and more in the heart night and day and wait for the Lord to come to hasten his work. Our ancestors weren't gullible. Oftentimes when trying to dismiss Christianity, the, the narrative is it's the white man's religion. They taught that um, so that we could be slaves, to put themselves in a place of supremacy. But according to the testimony of our ancestors, this is far from the case. You see, our ancestors used their faith and understand that if there was a God and he was just, he will deliver us. And they held on to that faith, even so that when the Yankee troops started to come through, they just didn't see it as the Yankees coming. They saw it as the Lord coming. You see, Abraham Lincoln signed the paperwork, but it was God that emancipated the slaves, amen? 
And so on this Black History Day, I want to just continue to encourage us to look at the faith of our ancestors, to remind it that the Lord is still making the way. In the song Lift Every Voice and Sing that we will be singing over the next few weeks, there's this, this part of it where it says, God of our weary years, God of our silent tears. And I don't know about you, but there is an element of weariness that I even feel to this day. When I think about that, uh, that we had to come through the mid-Atlantic trade, then the abolition, the slavery period, then Jim Crow period, segregation, then the civil rights, and now we're in this MAGA hat era where we're still fighting that really simple thought of that black lives matter. That I can even be worried because I can look at our education system, mass incarceration, just all these other things that are still coming at us today and just get frustrated and mad and just be like, come on. But then I remembered that the Lord made a what? He made a way to free us from slavery. He made a way and he was the God of our weary years, taking us through Jim Crow, taking us through the lynchings. He is the one that led our people through the civil rights era and is on the back of our ancestors that we are here today. Well, we could sit in a congregation with black, white, Asian and celebrate all our different, our diversity. It's because the Lord made a way. He realized that this country that was supposed to be built on those Christian values needed a conscience. And on that plantation, he raised up a church that will be the nation's conscious. And so when we go out and we talk about consciousness and what it is to be black, I'm gonna tell you something. I feel blacker on my knees more than any time ever when I'm praying to the Lord of the Bible, amen? Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, thank you so much for making a way. Lord, you have just given us a great testimony of who you are. What man set out to do for wickedness and evil, Lord, you used it for your good. And Lord, I'm praying that we will be reminded of who you are as we go out into our communities, when we go out into the highways and the byways. Lord, you was with us the whole time, Lord. And Lord, you gave our ancestors a faith to believe. How extraordinary, Lord, that you, in the crucible of slavery, Lord, revealed yourself to them in a powerful, powerful way. And Lord, we thank you for this legacy. We thank you for this heritage, Lord. And we thank you that we can just sit here and now sing unto you as a diverse body. And it's in your name we praise. And let us all as a family say, amen.